So, uh, this man has become my friend over the last few years. Uh, love him and his wife, Steph, dearly and ever increasing as we go. Uh, I love his heart for Jesus. I love how he's given himself to Jesus. And he happens to come with an architectural skill. And I say it in that order because I believe that's the most preferential order that we can order our lives around. And so uh, what something of this morning is going to look like is uh, we're going to... So over the last six months, like really intensely, uh, uh, we have conversations. And out of that, God births something. And so today we're going to talk to one. We're going to have a conversation. And it's with all of us in the room. Is that okay? So that's how we're kind of going to do it. Um, there are many things that have happened over the past six months that we'll draw upon, but um, uh, you have heard me say this, I, that I believe firmly uh, in the pattern of the gospel, the pattern of the kingdom of God, where it's out of intimacy that life is birthed. And so we know that physically, uh, within marriage, when a man and woman come together, uh, when there's physical intimacy, a baby is oftentimes the result. A new life is birthed. And likewise, God does that in our relationships where the, the closer we can walk together, the, the more intimate we are together, God's able to orchestrate something in his kingdom because it's his design. And so, uh, without sounding weird, this is a friend that I'm intimate with. Uh, that, does that make you feel awkward here on the stage? <laughs> I mean, you're an Afrikaans Pretoria boy. I mean, that may, uh, that may be a little awkward. But... Um, yeah, just maybe just tell us a little bit about how you came to Christ. Uh, tell, tell us your God story. Yeah, guys, it's such a joy to be here and, and see just a room of family. And, and we've had such a special um, year this year. Actually met Rich this week, four years ago. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into that, how that came to happen. Because this is, this is all quite unlikely. And I think Steph, Steph would know that. Um, and I think tying in with, with that, a lot of those prophetic words about chains breaking. I was, I was a bonded man. And um, yeah, I was a super angry atheist architect student, um, you know, and, and all that comes with that, you know. Um, and and God, really, God really got hold of me um, in a way that, yeah, just completely upended my life. And, and, and when Rich talks about broken chains and the freedom that comes with Jesus, uh, um, that's, that's all I've got. And that's, I'm most convinced of that. Yeah. You know, I'm far more convinced of that than anything we're going to see today architecturally, you know. So, um, yeah, God gave me a new heart. That's what it says in Psalm 51. It says, it, it's David at his lowest, and he says, create in me a new heart. And I, and I prayed that prayer as I came to faith because I thought, okay, Jesus, if, if, if you're the God of the universe... I've got no choice but to believe you, you know, creating me a new heart. And, and, and Steph's seen that happen over a few years, and, and, and I'm, it grips me, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was, I was studying architecture. A friend invited me to church. My life had sort of bottomed out sufficiently to say yes to that invitation. And, um, yeah, I got to 3CI, and, and I just met Jesus and, and fell in love with who he is and his church. The, and the church gripped me. The church is beautiful. And, um, 
I joined the parking team and I met a man called Eugene and we started talking about architecture in a parking lot. And um, <laughs> then I, I, I got in, invited to um, do some designs for the, for the building project at 3CI and I, and I said no. <laughs> Because it's, you know, it's, it's just too weighty. And I said no again. I said no a third time. And eventually, no, you, you <laughs> <laughs> no just the building project. No, so, um, I was, yeah, I was still a student at the time. And, and that's when I met Rich, actually, in 2018. We came down. We had a coffee at Mayfair. And, um, yeah, we, we, we visited Anthem. I didn't know anything about churches, so we had to visit a few. And, and I came to Anthem, and I loved it. And, um, yeah, the, the building project at 3CI happened then. And, and as God built a faith in me, um, that building went up. And, and that's part of, I think, my testimony is that God will create a new heart for you, but he'll also use your hands. And, and daily I sit down, and I, I do my work, and I, I believe you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just in the presence of the Spirit and I work. And I, I believe that for all of you is that if, if you've got any chains today, if, if you feel you need a new heart, God will give you a new one and he'll put your hands to work, whatever, whatever you're doing, you know. I do want to encourage you that if you're ever in Pretoria, get onto the 3CR property. Uh, I think it's a, it's a beautiful demonstration and picture of... God's kingdom, uh, as, as he establishes these communities all over the face of the earth and uses men and women to, uh, to create beautiful gardens. Uh, we were put into a garden to work it in Genesis, and we're building cities. Uh, and so actually creative design is part of uh, who we are and what we're doing. And 3CR is, is beautiful. I, I can't believe it's four years ago this week, this past week, that we met. I remember that coffee so clearly. And uh, some plans came out, and we were just talking around some of the plans uh, with Eugene. Uh, it's amazing how time flies. The, the forgotten years of COVID, eh? The lost years. The lost years of COVID. But um, we, uh, we came. There was, there's a team of seven of us, and we flew up to Pretoria. And we just thought, as, as we're looking now to get a little bit further into the story and into the design, uh, obviously 3CI had just built uh, they had just completed the project, so uh, seven of us jumped on a plane, and we went up there, and we said, hey, Ferdy, uh, he's a professional working man. Can you give us some time? And we just expected an hour or two, and he gave us a whole day, and with Eugene, who was the project manager of that facility, and a whole bunch of other guys, they just gave us a day to sit and pick their brains on, you've just done a building, what were all the mistakes so we don't have to make them? Um, and uh, we had a beautiful day. Uh, but there were some, actually, there were two key moments for me in that day. Uh, you, you will remember one of them. You may not remember the other. But uh, just what was your impression of us when we, when we came up in that, that day? Uh, what did God do amongst us in, for, for you, in your heart? Yeah, it was, it was a super special day. And um, I, I think God just, I don't, he, he definitely knit hearts that day, but he, I think he just reminded me again of, of the beauty of this process and, and a, a church and, and building and a, and a group of men who, who came up and, uh, you know, uh, are giving a process to him. And I, and I think what I saw that day was just, just the, you know, open hands and, and really just asking for God to partner and to, um, yeah. 
yeah, to, to, to take the process. And what I felt for you guys, um, not, not having known you really well, was um, I was just reading something at the time, and they started talking about coral reefs being like just the most biodiverse places on earth, you know, that just a, a platform for the beauty of life to congregate and, and, and for, for things to come together. And I, I, I don't know why, but that's, that's what I started feeling in my heart for you guys was just, I just thought there was something in it. Um, why that uh, spoke so definitively to me is, uh, some of you may remember this, I have spoken on it, is God had spoken to me uh, about five years ago, uh, four, four or five years ago, and, uh, and 2021 was always a key marker because as a church we were 120 years old, and 2021 was 50 years on this property. And I felt God give me two, two words that he says, one, uh, God said to man, 120 years will be your lot. Uh, I will not contest with God. I, I will not contest with man anymore. And so no one, so 120 years will be a lot. And so I, I'd felt in the spirit that God was saying, actually, at 120 years, something has to die for there to be new life. Uh, and then 50 years is the year of Jubilee in the Old Testament, which is when you actually just leave, you, you, give, you return everything. Uh, you return the land, you return everything. And so I'd felt spiritually in God that it was time to release this facility and it was time to allow something to die for something new to come. And then it was on that word about coral. And so coral is actually dead stuff, dead organisms. Uh, and, and so the, the, the greatest amount of biodiversity in the sea actually lives around dead organisms. And I just felt like there was this instant thing that God was talking that of all the images, of all the pictures, of all the things that God could have given to the architect, it was around the same essence of what God had been speaking to me about uh, in that moment. And so it was a deeply, I, I know it's very hard to capture a spiritual moment when you're not sitting there and in it, uh, but I am doing my best to, to say that. Um, and then there was a moment actually on the stage that day, we, we managed to, uh, I managed to kind of corner 30 and uh, get rid of uh, the rest of the team <laughs> as they carried on looking in the building. And I just said to, to him, a hey, 30, would you have any consideration, uh, would, would designing another church building uh, be something that uh, you would say yes to? I just wanted to test something of his heart. And, uh, and then Ferdy actually said, actually their prayer the night before was, God, if you're in this, I would really like to do this, uh, but would Richard approach me uh, in that moment? And uh, literally 10 minutes before we got on the car to go back to the airport, that conversation took place. And so, so we just felt like there was there just these things in God that have been taking place, these fingerprints of God in ordering a relationship that will breathe new life. And so I, we say, I, I want to say all of that because I, I want us to understand that this is a, one of the greatest things that they said, one of the things that captivated me was we said about the building project and they said it's a ministry. It's not a building project. It's a ministry. People are going to find God in the ministry of constructing a building. Uh, and so we, we're always, we're a spiritual people, we're a godly people first, and out of that, the life of God flows. So uh, you've been with us a little bit. Tell us your experience of Anthem. Who are we to you? Yeah, you, you guys are nothing short of family to us, and Steph said it yesterday when we landed, like it always feels like we, 
we're coming home to family. And, and like so many dear faces around the room, um, we, we really love you guys and, and you guys are family to us. And I think there's something of that. There's a beautiful thing in this church that you can, you can make people feel that way, yeah. you know? So I think there's something of that in you guys. And um, yeah, you guys are a beautiful bride. And I, I don't know, like when you're in something, you can, um, you, you know, it's a special thing, but I just want to remind you guys and encourage that of, of what you're part of and, and actually how amazing you are and all the work that God is doing through you. I've, we've, we've never seen a church where the gospel lands this practically and, and where, where you guys are sort of so abandoned to that vision. And, and we see that in your commitment to working the gospel out in your city. And then I think there's something of, of, of worship in this church, just such free worship. And, and I, yeah, I think th those are the traits we see in you guys. I'm just uh, looking at our two notes here, and you can, you can tell who's kind of like the finance guy, just got bullet points, and who's the architect with, with all, the, all the pictures and all, the <laughs> all of that. So... Okay, before we get into just something of architecture and stuff like that, is there anything you would want to, want to say to us, just in terms of you and family and community, anything, you, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, so you don't have to have anything further to say, and it might come out in some of the other stuff, but we're going to move into some more of the building now. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll, um, it'll sort of come out, but before we, before we look at anything architectural, I think... The, the thing is, is to see Jesus and what he's doing and to, and to see what he's done in our hearts and in this process. And I, I know Rich um, was, was praying about my involvement and I was certainly praying for you guys. And if, if we don't have Christ at the center of this and, and a project birthed in prayer, and, and if we don't continue to do that, you know, we don't, we don't have cleverness. That's not enough, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. You know, we don't have strategy. We don't have cleverness. We, we really all need yeah. um, Jesus to be in this, you know. And um, I, I guess that's my encouragement to us is that luckily this isn't the, the cleverness of people. You know, this is the glory of God working out over the next few months in the way he does it. I want to remind us that uh, actually this has all been birthed in a word from the Lord. In Genesis chapter 12, and uh, it talks about Abraham, God calling Abraham and saying, Arise and go from a land that you've known to be your home. It doesn't say that, but that's the essence of what it is. Terah, his father, had made a home in Ur of the Chaldeans, and that would have been home for Abraham. He grew up in that home, uh, and then God says, Arise and go to a land I will show you, uh, and there I will bless you. And I will make your name great, and I will make you a blessing to the nations. And uh, you're to take everybody, all the people that you have gathered, uh, take all your possessions, and go to the land I'll show you. And so this has not been birthed out of strategy. This has not been birthed out of a clever idea. This has been birthed out of a word from God that we now walk under the leading of the Spirit of God, and we try and take wise steps as we go towards that. So, um, Okay. Let's talk about building, practically, buildings. What are they to you? As an architect, as a, as a follower of Jesus, you kind of put your natural skill and your anointing together. What is a building to you? 
Yeah, my, my, I think my view of buildings has, has changed a lot. Um, I think when you become an architect, you, you're very sort of image focused and you, buildings are impressive, you know, when you start out. But as it, as it changes and I think how, as I've um, walked with God as an architect, it, he sort of reframed the way I see a building. And, and I very much see a, a, a building as a, um, a tool for, for God to reach people. So buildings are about people, yeah. you know, there's, there's nothing in a building. So let's, let's never overestimate the importance of buildings, but let's never underestimate what Jesus can do with a building, you know? And um, it's, it's a tool in his hands to reach people and, and, to, and to build community, you know? So that, that's, um, I think the, the, the song that was sung, you know, do you see what I see? Like, that, that's a way of thinking about buildings. Like, do you, you know, did anyone see this moment? God saw this moment today with this amazing band and all of you. God's imagination for this building far exceeds any of our imagination for what's going to happen at Cornubia, you know. And somehow in the mystery of it all, God does partner with us and he does like presence himself physically, yeah. you know. And one of the things that um, I've loved uh, as, as we have spoken and, and engaged is, is your, uh, your envisioning of spaces for people and for ministry and for moments. And so maybe you can just kind of talk to that a little bit around like in the kids' space or in a foyer space or in how, like what's been going through your mind as you put a line on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah and that's it. Like when, you, when you're drawing, it's, it's lines, but then God sees these lives working out, yeah. you know. So, so if you saw the space, I met my wife at church, and I think that's why like I believe things can happen at church is yeah. because like the... <laughs> Like the greatest miracle I've ever seen happened at church, you know? Um, but the space we met in was like a courtyard. It's four lines, you know? But like God saw something yeah. in that. So like, what are we seeing in kidsmen? Like imagine the kids meeting Jesus in, in those four lines, you know? And, and like businesses being birthed around a coffee in a, in a reception space or maybe a gym in the basement and, and some guy who never saw himself at a church comes to that gym, you know, and he meets one of you, or um, you just imagine the people, yeah. we, this is a small percentage of the, of the faces that are going yeah. to be in that. Yeah. God knows who's, who's there, but we, we have to sort of, yeah, sort of link up with his prophetic imagination for buildings, you know? Although we were having one conversation, and um I think when we've, we've had so many, I think we talked just about weekly for the past six months, uh, and so it can blur as to who said what, but I think the imagination just carries on and goes, but I, I just remember like one, one thing, my takeaway, however it came about, was we were looking at um, some space, uh, like a sit-down space in a coffee space, and, uh, and, and Ferdy, well, my recollection is Ferdy was just kind of going, imagine two business people sitting here having a cup of coffee, they've met, we're in this environment, and their creative genius and their partnership out of that, they create something where a hundred people from Blackburn Village all have jobs, uh, and there's the possibility that out of the profits of that, 10% goes into a trust which continues to fund justice work, and you start to go, wow, it's not just a coffee table with some coffee, 
it's actually the ministry of God taking place over two lives that are meeting to talk, and what, could, what kingdom activity could come from that. Yeah, and, and one of the most beautiful stories um, from the 3CI building project was also like what happened on site. So um, what's, what's amazing about a building project being a ministry is that um, a, a, lot of, a lot of jobs are going to be created, a lot of money is going to be spent in the city, you know, in the economy of the city. And, you know, who's building this building physically? So the, the, one of the first people um, who got baptized at 3CI was a bricklayer. <laughs> you know? And, and I, I just, like, I was chatting to Rory, and we were saying, like, if God did it for this one guy to yeah. get baptized in this, like, it's a bargain, yeah. you know? I love, uh, I just love Ferdy's attitude towards this. He just kept saying, Rich, it's not an asset, it's a tool. And when we think assets, we can run the risk of in our minds going, well, can we afford the asset? Can't we afford the asset? Is it time for an asset? Da, da, da. Like, sh- should we have another investment in our portfolio? And, but when we see it's a tool, we're like, actually a tool for the kingdom, we'll do what it takes to get the tool for the kingdom of God. And actually, this, is going to be, this has been designed in such a way that it's a tool in our hands. This becomes a, a vehicle that we get to use for the sake of people being set free from chains, bricklayers being able to give their life to Christ and uh, be baptized, uh, people to find work and jobs because of conversations taking place, etc., etc., etc. And so if we can increase our mind to what could take place at the building. We've always, John and I have, have really tried. So the building, Cornubia is not the goal. The building is not the goal. It's something that facilitates the life of Anthem into her future. And so we just want to keep reminding us of that. Okay. We're nearly ready to see the building. Okay, I've just got another 10 minutes before we show you. No, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe in this one we'll, we'll come up. So, so just let's, let's talk a little bit around decision-making and how we actually design a building uh, because there is actually some, there's some methodology to designing a building. Uh, and so just maybe let's talk about that and that can maybe lead us into some images that we can look at. Yeah, so we turn to the Psalm of Architects, Psalm 16. The boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places, you know, and, and like the, God gives us limitations and limitations are the friend of the architect, else we'll just run away in, in, yeah. in all, we'll get derailed, you know. So, so luckily there's limitations on the site and there's a, there's a town planning scheme, there's a, there's a maximum allowable bulk, there's, there's um, a minimum re- requirement of parking bays that have to come in, there's a brief from the elders. And then we look at the, the culture of the church, you know, who this beautiful bride is, what the family is, what are the attributes of this family we, we're building a, a home, you know, we, it's a home for a family, and it's a home for a bride, so there, there's this house in Pretoria, Hayes Uster, beautiful house, um, and Steph and I go there on, on special occasions, but it's built for a bride, so the architect built it for his wife to her specifications, so you walk, <laughs> you walk down the stairs and the handrail's in the wrong place, and the light switches are in funny places, because it wasn't built for you, it was built for the bride, yeah. you know? So 
as far as possible, we're building for the bride. So we look at the limitations, we look at the bride, and then we trust that God's spirit leads us. So um, you, every now and then you get a call from one of the consultants who just says, oh, I was thinking about it and this thing's in the wrong place. And then you think about it and you pray about it and you realize he's right, you know, and it, it's, it's not your idea, it comes from someone else, but you weigh it up and you pray about it and, and there it is, yeah. you know. So it's, it's all of those things. And luckily, again, it's not the cleverness of, of people, you know, there's, there's all of that to keep us, keep yeah. us in check, you know. So we should, should we show the first one and you can kind of talk to that a little bit and the... And you can kind of talk us through some of your thinking. <laughs> We've spoken that general around the culture of the church and the leading of the Spirit, but it lands in something. So, see if we could have the first image. Cool. Siege, can you go next and then maybe back? Just jump back and, okay, cool, and then back one. Cool. Okay. Um, so we, we're looking at a, um, a, a building that's um, roughly got 2,000 seats in it. And um, that just means 2,000 people, you know, in this family and, and people we don't know yet and a, and a tool for the city. So um, in, in the very humbling words of a, of a QS um, from the 3CI project, we, we're building a fancy warehouse, guys. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's going to be a house, and it's going to be a house for a family, and it's going to be hopefully a well-considered, economically realized building yeah. that God can use. You know, that, that's what we're doing. So we've got a, a few really interesting um, um, limitations, but also opportunities on the site. So what you're seeing on the left of the picture um, is, is, a, is a beautiful green space, which we've aimed to orient the building towards. We want to live in a garden as far as possible. Um, we want a wide open welcoming face to the building from um, the road. There's going to be a lot of people driving there who are going to sort of find their way to the building <laughs> who didn't intend to be there. Um, we've, we've, we've got obviously a large auditorium component, that is the bulk of it, is a, is, a, is a gathered space, you know, to worship. So that's the bulk of the building. But as far as possible, the entrances to the buildings um, aim to be inviting. We've got um, a multifunctional space. We've obviously got substantial kids' spaces that live onto the green space. Sish, could you go one forward? Um, yeah, so that's the, the green space. The kids' facilities live out onto that. That's a priority for us, you know, that kids can be outside. So we have a, a decision-making hierarchy, and kids are super important in that. And kids' access to lawn is, is um, super important to that. We've got, we've got a large um, reception space with a coffee shop that's going to function in the week. We're not building a one-day-a-week home, you know. Um, we've got office spaces. There's there's more than enough office space, and the, and the aim would also be that there's other sources of income coming into this building. So if you look at if you look at this face of the building here, if you take your eye from the right to the left, the auditorium space is inevitable, you know, at the back there. But what we've got is if you if you think about that that um, face of the building almost as a graph is 
it's a building we can grow into. So it's, it's one of the ways we're looking to make this an, an affordable building. Is it, It's a building we can unpack over time. So if you think of this thing as a, it, the best thing this can be is a trellis. So it's, it's a structure to grow on. That's, yeah. that's all it can be, you know, is, is a reef or a trellis, to use those words. It, um, we, we, we don't look at a, a building like this and think, do I like it? Um, what, what, is it what does it look like? It's just, what can it facilitate? You know, it's, it's a modular building that a family can grow into, you know. So difficult to get across six months' worth of conversations and design into a, into a small uh, time frame. But uh, so just kind of to talk you through those, what you can see there, those three layers is, is downstairs, is kids' facilities, and then on, on the right downstairs, kind of behind uh, the tree there on the right is actually like a multi-purpose smaller auditorium. Um, and so that can be utilized. Then uh, the, the first floor, uh, so to speak, is, is all just kind of general coffee space, and then it goes, it's like an L, which uh, covers, and that becomes the foyer of the auditorium, and then the top side is all kind of office, office space uh, and, and all of that kind of stuff. And if you, if you remember that first image, there's a like, really big green ramp leading into the building, and then here you'll see a second large ramp, and then inside the building is a, is a large staircase. So um, those key movement devices are actually just spaces for, for community. You know, they, they're spaces to, to meet people. This one can work sort of as an outdoor auditorium. The one inside, there's a staircase that can also work as a small auditorium. So we, on the one hand, we're making the building accessible. You can, you can use a wheelchair or a pram in either of those. But it's also just trusting that, that on the way to your car, you'll actually, instead of rushing to the bri, you'll get stuck in the parking lot for an hour and make a new friend, you know? So we, um, we're sort of making like a, a sticky building, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a, just, a, just a space to be in each other's lives. Sish, let's go to the next one. So I do, I do get that not everybody is able to visually orientate in a moment. Uh, but if, you, if you're looking out, out that way, uh, the kids' classrooms are underneath this and going out onto the green space. So our next-door neighbors are on the one side, on the northern side, are Sugarcane Association. Uh, and there's a, like a kind of a bank for those that have been on the property, uh, and it's a green belt, so it can't be developed. So we don't even have to own it. God's been so kind. We don't have to own it, and it can never be developed, so it will always be a green belt for us to look onto. Uh, and so these are the kind of things that God's done for us. We don't have to pay that money. So, yeah, this kind of like a, a render of kind of what some of the hospitality and, and space can look like. Let's go on to the next one. Uh, let's go one, uh, uh, one more, and then because it's a slightly deeper view of the same image. Why don't you just talk us through something of this? Yeah, so that at the back of that space is, is that one staircase that leads up um, to the auditorium, and, and we'll explain that now, how, how that works on, on all three layers of the building. But um, I think the thing to do when we see images like this is just imagine the life, you know, of, of like use your prophetic imagination to, to, to see what's going to happen um, in a space like this. We've got, we've got lots and lots of space. 
um, in this building and lots of space to grow into and to have functions of all sorts of, of, of natures. And I think that's the beauty of the church in the city is, is, yeah. is what it can, you know, gather. Yeah, I want to just keep calling us, uh, you know, part of the fundamental of the, the brief and the design process that we are building a building not just for Anthem. Uh, we believe that we've been in the city for 121 years. We've got to build a facility that can serve the city. Uh, it's not just for us. Uh, and so sizes of certain things have been determined by what the city could, how we could reach the city in this space. Not, you, you get what I'm saying. And so we've, uh, that has been one of the design uh, limitations, I suppose, or parameters. Next one, Sish. Okay, auditorium. Speak to us about it. Cool, yeah, let's, let's go here. So, so we've got a balcony-type structure, which is something that's quite unique to me, but obviously not to you guys. Um, and it, it was, we, the first building didn't have a balcony, so we've done dozens and dozens of iterations of this. The first one um, was more of a wraparound, raked seating structure. And, and we saw it, and it was okay, but we knew there was another building coming. We didn't know what it would look like, but we knew when we saw it, you know, we would, we would land there, and this is, this is where it is. So there's about 1,500 seats on the lower level and 500 seats on the top level. And what's nice about that is um, it's also something that can, it can, it can be grown into. It can accommodate different size groups, um, but it's, it's accessible on three levels. So it's, it's quite hard to imagine, but this lower, this lower flat level is actually the same level as the grass where where Kidsman is on, and then that middle level is the like reception level, and then the top level is actually the office level. So it's 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 um it's interesting in that sense, but it's it's a it's a space to worship, you know. It's a space that can that can host um, other groups of people as, as Anthem is missional, um, and I, I guess it's it's. The, the goal here, again, is just intimacy of a family, you know. So everything is designed around that, angles, line of sight. Perfect. Sish? So that just gives us a little bit closer to what our kind of uh, front, so if you're coming, uh, just for an orientation, for those that maybe know where we are, if you're sitting at the traffic lights uh, at, with your back to Mount Edgecombe facing the airport, uh, and Cornubia Mall is on your right. The entrance to Cornubia Mall is on your right. If you look left, that's what you'll see. So that's kind of the orientation of this building, uh, more or less. But that's kind of our entrance, our entrance in. Yeah. Do you want to say something to that? Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's like a little moment here. <laughs> like up there somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's it just sort of to, I guess, bring you into a process. Um, so that's like a, a perforated brick screen which surrounds a fire escape, you know. So it's, it's like really technical stuff. But what will happen is at night, because it's a perforated brick screen, is when the, when the light's on, it'll sort of like glow, you know. It'll, it'll, so the building starts becoming a, like a lantern and a place of welcoming. So I guess there's like a level of um, one, like two-dimensionality to drawings and, and models even. But a lot of life is going to start to like spill out of these these drawings, and 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 as we um, dream, there was another image a few back in that reception of sort of like a 
I guess, just the beginnings of an installation, a light in that reception. And like the one dream I would have would be the, the, um, the communities that Anthem partners with, that they would have a hand in the, in the making of this building, you know. So if there were a group of artists that have a relationship with Anthem, who, who, would, who would make bits of the building, you know, and that they would have a voice in that. So th there's, this can't be like a few voices, you know. It's got to be the work of a, of a community in a city. All right, Sish. So that's just a little bit closer. So uh, hopefully you've got your orientation by now, just as to what it would look like. Um, but again, just creating multiple spaces for life to happen. Um, so guys can sit there, uh, conversations can take place. Uh, always just trying to have, it's not just the building. Yeah, and, and the, like that staircase at the back, that's all that's necessary, but this is where community can form. So part of, I think, building a church is doing unnecessary things for the benefit of others, you know? Yeah. All right, next one. Okay, so that just gives you an orientation on the whole land. So uh, there you can kind of see the facility. You can see what the shape of the land looks like. Uh, north is, is that way. And so we spill out onto, onto that side. And, uh, and that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. We always know that uh, time, is, uh, time seldom seems to be our friend, but we're going to, Ferdy and Steph are here, we're having lunch together afterwards, and so I, you are quite welcome to come and ask him. We're going to have all of these images on the TVs outside, so you can go through them, you can ask questions of the guys that have been a little bit more hands-on in this. Uh, we're also going to get a presentation to you, so that you can just go through it and see it. But uh, I want to just kind of wrap up this morning with this. So, so how do we partner? So we see this. We've had a call from God. We've had multiple years. We've bought a piece of land. There's a drawing. Uh, there's a design. Uh, how do we partner? I, I, I know I'm putting you on, kind of on the spot and to do it quite quickly. But just encourage us with a couple of stories that happened in the 3CR Story. I, I, love, I love being able to tell testimonies of people that have gone through similar things to what we're going to go through now, and it builds our faith and courage. So tell us. Yeah, I think that, that baptism story was such a highlight, but I, I, I see it more and more that um, as we make space for God to move, He, he does things that, that blow our minds. So weekly, there's stories of people who find freedom and community and, and meet Jesus in that space, and that's, that's going to keep happening. Um, there were, there were so many wild stories of how that building came to, came to be, you know. Um, I, I was very, very nervous of a church moving out of a building they loved, a tent, into something else. And that's 100% why I said no three times, <laughs> is I didn't, I didn't want to be that dude. <laughs> but, but as I've seen God work, it's... It's the reason I can say yes now is because I know if God's in it, he's going to do something that's good for us, yeah. you know. So what's in your hands, you know? Um, time, talent, treasures, opportunities, networks, 
let's give what's in our hands to God. Um, I think Steph and I have seen like a really amazing freedom come from a season of, of sowing, you know, and it, it was confusing at the time. And, and, but as we've grown in that, we, we are convinced that any seed sown, God will blow your mind yeah. with what, what he does yeah. with that. Yeah. I, I really, really believe that. So what's in your hands? Um, because like on the other side of your yes and your sowing are people and, and, the, and the keys to our inheritance are, are locked up in each other, yeah. you know? So that, that's, I'm convinced by that, yeah. you know, more than, more than anything. Yeah, we just had, uh, I mean, we've already had a number of remarkable stories, but one that's played out in the last two weeks is uh, somebody in this community that just had a, a real desire to, to see a well uh, on the land. Um, uh, we spoke when Jackson and I came to, to lead to take over the leadership of this church, that we're, we're not a church of fences. We're a church of a deep well that actually the water must be pure and people must come in. We, we don't hold people in. We just produce pure water and people come and drink if you want to come and drink. And so uh, he just desired that there would be a well on the property and asked if, uh, if he could explore that. Uh, and I know that in his heart, well, there would have been something around, could I financially put in a borehole? Uh, could I do something like that? And uh, and, the, and the fin financially, that wasn't a reality, but he phoned a mate, uh, and then we got a video very excitedly. I was up in Johannesburg, and there's a guy that's searching for water on our land, and he says, you, you're joking. There's, there's, somebody's already come to mark where the water is, because there's a rock here, and if you look all around, there's no, there's no rocks anywhere, but there's a rock right here where we have to drill. Uh, and then a week later, uh, that same guy phones the guy that's in our community and, and says, hey, uh, I know somebody who bought a, uh, this might not be the correct language, but, but like an industrial borehole pump. Uh, it was meant for another church. They say it's too big for them. He phoned me. Do you know anybody? I said, well, actually, I've just looked at a church property for a borehole. Uh, would you mind giving it to them? He says, no, not at all. Just tell them to come pick it up. And so there's an industrial borehole pump that we've already got. Uh, and who knows, the guy did say, hey, listen, and maybe I'll financially contribute into the sinking of the borehole uh, as well. And so I love the fact that what this guy had in his hands was a desire. He didn't necessarily have the finances, but he opened up with what was in his hands. And we have a story that has unfolded and is busy unfolding on, uh, on our land. How many more stories can there be for what's in your hands and relationships that you know and phone calls that you can make and desires in your heart that God can fulfill and see take place? And so uh, I just want to encourage you. We, we've all been given uh, these on our, uh, on our seats. If you didn't get one, if you're a married couple, please just take one home and you can leave the others on your seats and we're going to collect them all. Uh, and if you didn't get one, you can just collect from the hospitality desk afterwards. But... Um, we would so appreciate you just filling in this one, this one card. You don't have to do it today. We'd encourage you to do it. I think sometimes uh, we forget when we move beyond the moment. Uh, but likewise, I, I trust that all month you've been just praying for what you can contribute into the story. And so uh, please fill it in and then just fold it, put it into the white boxes. Um, I, we, we haven't been specific here, but there are some, there's multiple ways to give. Sometimes... Uh, we can give on a monthly basis and we can commit to 12 months or 24 months. Sometimes it's a lump sum. Uh, sometimes it's a, I'm going to phone so-and-so who's in the construction industry or he runs a brick manufacturing plant uh, and he can agree to give it to us. 
Give it to us. I was going to say at cost, but then I, I just thought I'd stop there. You can give it to us. Uh, we, we never know. Let us not say people's no for them. Let us not say God's no. Um, but please do fill that in and be a part of it. And then, and then just keep this close by for the next little while. And just keep reading it and allow the Spirit of God to talk to you through it, of who we want to be as a community, who, uh, who God's calling us to be as we move in that direction. And so, uh, so put it on your fridge, put it in the front of your hard copy Bible, if you've still got one, and uh, just put it somewhere where you can just allow God to keep speaking to you. So Ferdy, I do want to, on behalf of Anthem, thank you. Steph, thank you. He comes down to Durban a lot, and you release him a lot. And yes, there is an element of it being a paid job. We're not paying him nearly the value of an architect. And so thank you for your gener- You have invested and sown into us. Um, but we, we want to thank you for just being a part of this community before you're an architect. Uh, thank you for buying into who we are so that you can be part of the story of creating something for us as we go. And so can we thank Ferdy uh, just for what he's put together?